This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. Some new research suggests that many of us live with aches and pains and don't seek help to resolve our painful problems, despite the fact that it can have a significant impact on our mood and our well-being. To learn more, I spoke to The One Show's Dr Sarah Jarvis and started by asking her what exactly counts as that type of body pain that many of us experience. Well, anything really below your neck and everybody knows what it's like. You get muscle aches and pains, you get low back pain. Most of this relates to your joints, your muscles, the ligaments, which are the tough bits that hold our joints together or the tendons um, and basically anything that affects any of those. 93% of us suffer from them, but two thirds of people get them every week and one in eight people say they're in pain all the time. So are many of us just guilty of getting on with it and putting on a brave face? Well, interestingly, the GSK Global Pain Index, which was the survey that looked at all this, looked at more than 7,000 people across four continents in 14 countries. And the UK does seem to be the group who grin and bear it the most, if you like. We've got a bit of a stiff upper lip thing going on. 75% of people in the UK see pain as just being part of life. That's the highest proportion of any of the nations in the world that were surveyed. To be honest, Dr. Sarah, that's something I can relate to because I've certainly had niggles in the past that I've maybe ignored and left for too long and then it's got worse and I've had to go to a doctor. Well, the sadness is that it doesn't necessarily get worse. Sometimes you're absolutely right, it does. But what we're seeing is that, in fact, for instance, more than half of people think that they'd do a better job of bringing up their kids if they didn't have pain. Just over half of them say they can't pick up their kids regularly. Three in five say that it's affecting the playtime. But of course, it's also having an effect on work. 62% of people said that it had an impact on their professional life, including their career. And very sadly, we are letting it affect our romantic lives as well. So we have the highest proportion in the world of people who say that they would avoid uh, a romantic night in, shall we say, (laughs) with their partner, um, compared to only 31% of Italians who clearly have different priorities. (laughs) I wouldn't expect anything else, to be honest with you. (laughs) Um, But then that must have a real knock-on effect on someone's mental health as well. It absolutely does. Funny you should mention it because we've also got the survey results on that. And about 61% of people said that it affected their mood. Virtually half of people said that they just couldn't really feel happy because of the pain. But the great sadness is that there is so much that we can do about it. In my surgery every day, I see people who've come in about something else. They'll mention it or I'll see that they're looking as if they're in pain. They'll wince when they move. And I'll say, what have you done about that? Well, I don't want to take painkillers, doctor, because that you know, if I take them now, they might not work when I try them later, or I don't want to get used to them. Or one of the really common ones is, if I take painkillers, it'll mask the pain and I'll do myself more damage. Actually, that's just not the case in the vast majority of cases. So as a doctor, is this something that you would encounter quite a lot? Oh, it's something I encounter all the time. But the sadness is that all too often people have grinned and borne it for far too long before they do come to see me. And often they'll talk to me about it when they've come in for something else. Now, I'm not suggesting that everybody by any means needs to go and see a GP about this. The real sadness to me is that so few people are not making use of of the pharmacist. The pharmacist is a really, really invaluable resource. People have this idea that 
pharmacists are just there to dole out prescriptions. In fact, they're very highly trained healthcare professionals. They've got all sorts of training, not just in the tablets and the medicines and the creams and the potions and everything else that they're giving, but they also know a lot about whether or not you need to seek help from a doctor. So they can give you a lot of advice. A lot of them will have consulting rooms on site. You can go and talk to them. But they also, of course, really importantly provide without prescription many medicines which are just as effective as the ones that you can get on prescription from your GP. In many cases, they're the same medicine that you get on prescription from your GP. Yeah, well, we have a pharmacist who appears regularly on our radio station, Dr. Sarah, and she tells us about all the services and facilities that pharmacies can offer for customers and patients. And at times, it seems like it's a very underused service. And she's quite right. I agree with her 100%. The fact is, in this day and age, let's be entirely honest, there are not enough doctors to go around. And I think what we're seeing is because people are so stressed these days, and possibly because we've now lived for well over a generation having GPs, we forget that there's so much that we can do. You know, when I was a girl, your mum always had a, a bathroom cabinet which was full of things that you could use and she seemed to have something for every ailment she had a solution for everything i think people forget that self-help is so important maybe it's because we tend to be much more mobile these days we move away from our families we haven't got a mum on hand who can say that's nonsense take yourself a painkiller get something to rub on it you will be able to make a difference get yourself moving and of course lifestyle likewise is really important and maybe mum knew best on that too mm. what about our modern lifestyle then Would the way that we work and maybe rest encourage certain types of pain? Oh, I don't think there's any maybe about it, unfortunately. (laughs) I'm sitting here and of course it's quite funny because every time I do something like this, I find myself sitting really carefully and being really careful of my posture. So what I'm doing is I'm sitting at a desk which is just the right height so that if I had my hands on my keyboard, my arms are at right angles, the rest of my body, my shoulders are down and nice and relaxed. It's my hands that are moving, not the whole rest of my body. I'm sitting facing my screen. My chair is at just the right height so that with my legs over the end of the chair, bent at the knees, they face straight downwards and I've got my feet flat on the floor. I'm not twisting to reach the screen. And of course, very importantly, every time one of these interviews stops or every time if you're at an office, you stop doing what you're doing, you think you need to go and get something from the photocopier, you don't save it all up. You get up, you move around really regularly. And it's not just at work. We don't. Let's be entirely honest. We do not do enough regular exercise. Many, many people believe that if they've got a lot of pain, what they should be doing is resting. Now, that may be the case if you've got a very, very acute, say, muscle strain or a joint strain. We know that if you strain a muscle, if you rest it for two or three days, things will get better if you twist an ankle, something like that. But actually, in the past, for instance, when people had low back pain, we used to say, go to bed, lie on a board, don't get up for anything except to go to the bathroom and to eat your meals, and things will improve. Well, actually, what we discovered was things improved a whole lot quicker if you didn't lie on your back on a board and stay all the time. What we now know is the opposite is true. We encourage people to do as much as they can. Having some pain absolutely does not mean you're going to make things worse. In the long term, most of us are going to suffer from osteoarthritis, which is joint pains, the most common cause of joint pain in the UK. It affects mostly your lower back, your knees, your hips, your fingers. We know that in the longer term, the best way to stop osteoarthritis progressing is to exercise, but people are scared of exercising. Mm. Dr. Sarah, some great advice. Where could listeners go if they would like to find some more information? You can log on to globalpainindex.com or, of course, you could go and see a pharmacist. 
Dr Sarah Jarvis, many thanks for your great advice today. Lovely to talk to you. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to this podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. For more podcasts, check out insightradio.co.uk.